0: Hi, welcome to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. In the last episode, I had a conversation with Audrey Stimson, who shares her battle overcoming an Adderall addiction of 23 years, her experiences seeking professional help and guidance, and a discussion on addiction and what that mentality entails. If you haven't heard it already, you should definitely check it out. In this episode, I'm shifting gears a little bit and recapping 2020. 2020. This will include a recap on the podcast series this year, four things I learned this year, what I'm looking forward to next year, and more. It's been a while since I've had a solo episode, I will say. I miss being able to just talk at my own speed and pace sometimes, and this podcast has really given me that platform, as well as all of you who tune in and enjoy hearing my voice because Sometimes I sure don't enjoy hearing it, but I think a lot of us feel that way in general. Anyway, for last year's podcast recap episode, the one word to describe 2019 was challenging. I reevaluated each episode according to where I was then. I shared the challenges I faced in the episodes, what I thought of New York City when I first moved here, what I wanted to focus on in 2020, and more. I kicked off the New Year with the Seasons of series. Each episode covered a different season of life. I obviously didn't cover all the seasons we go and grow through in life, but I covered a few that we could all relate to. I started with Seasons of Grief, with Natty Michelle, who shared her story on losing her dad to cancer 10 years ago, how it affected her mentally, emotionally, and physically. The second episode in that season was Seasons of Waiting, I had recently quit my full-time job and opened up about the big life decision I made and how I spent most of the time leading up to it waiting. Then Esther Santer joined me for her unique love story of how she met her husband in seasons of love from ghosting her husband to a huge breakup and then to marriage. She gave really good advice on viewing relationships, what the experience taught her and her favorite part about being married. In seasons of singleness, I shared my experiences of how I had coped in the past with singleness. I turned to not eating as a need for control and I let it escalate in a negative way. In seasons of comparison, Natalie Barbu joined me to discuss the comparison game. We talk about the effects, negatives and positives of comparison on social media and more. To recap that season, I learned a lot about other people's stories through the guest episodes and also about myself in the solo ones. There were many instances in the solo episodes where I would stop recording and then re-record because I didn't want to share my true feelings towards my painful moments. It was hard opening up about some of it, but I knew that sharing it would help someone else who might have been or is in the same situation. I've had more ideas for podcast seasons this year, and I think I have to really credit COVID-19 for it. I released a season called the Quarantine Chat Series, which involved every member of my family, except my mom. After all, we were in quarantine for more than three months. I had to get creative with my content. My brother Daniel kicked off the season on how COVID-19 had affected him as a college student. Then, my sister Rebecca joined me for how COVID-19 affected her as a medical student and what she was currently going through. Then, my dad joined me and shared how COVID-19 had affected him as an engineer. And then I finished the season on how COVID-19 affected me as a freelance social media strategist. To recap that season, I learned a lot more of what my family members were struggling with internally. Even though we were all in the same house together, there were a lot of internal things that we had kept to ourselves. I also shared my struggles with the change of environment and how that triggered my unhealthy eating behaviors and habits. That season led me to my next one, navigating post-coronavirus series, which Now, looking back at it, I should have maybe labeled it as navigating post-quarantine series. Tatum Murray, one of my best friends, joined me for the first episode sharing how COVID-19 has impacted the media and PR industry, how media and PR will respond moving forward, and more. Amy Cedeno, the executive director and partner of CIIC, joined me on discussing how COVID-19 has affected the travel and hospitality industry and answers questions on, what will travel look like post pandemic? What are safety measures we will have to take when traveling and more. The next episode was with Jojo Rolfe, a NASM certified personal trainer who focuses on helping women grow stronger physically and mentally. She shares her journey into starting her fitness fitness trends, and new brands and opportunities that will emerge out of quarantine, and more. Lonnie Sean, a fabulous NYC stylist and one of my oldest friends, joined me for the season finale to discuss how COVID-19 impacted the fashion industry. He shared fashion trends we'd be seeing post-quarantine and what to expect from the fashion industry moving forward, what's to come for fashion weeks, and more. To recap that season, I targeted various industries at the time because I remember being very curious on how other companies and industries were responding to the pandemic. I wanted to know what brands and what companies were taking action, initiative, and still using their creativity to lead in a time where things felt uncertain and rocky. I learned a lot from my guests and I hope many of you did as well. The next season felt so fluid and came to me instantly. I was finally headed home to New York City after being quarantined in North Carolina for three and a half months. I felt anxious and nervous for what was to come and I knew the next season needed to be a transitioning series. I kicked off the season with transitioning from college to New York City, my story of that transition from college to getting a job and moving to the Big Apple. The next episode was transitioning from a full-time job to self-employment. I shared more of my work and the reminders that helped me navigate through that transition. The next episode, I had Diego Leon, a content creator and menswear fashion and lifestyle blogger based in the Bronx, join me. We talked about relevancy as a content creator, transitioning content during the quarantine and during a social movement, why it is important to pivot, and what content creators should be reminded of moving forward. Rob Gregg joined me for the next episode, and he shared his transition from dating to engagement. He had such a fascinating and interesting love story, which I highly recommend you guys listen to that episode and almost proposing during COVID-19. Melissa Fresco ended the season with moving to Manhattan and that transition from her previous home to her new home. She also shares more about the moving process in New York City for any of you interested. To recap that season, I felt the timing of that season fit in so perfectly because at that time in my life, I was transitioning to creating this stable career for myself. What was hard about it was there wasn't a handbook on how I needed to start my freelancing business. It was difficult because I was experimenting through trial and error and learning a lot from my mistakes along the way. I was frustrated a ton, really stressed, and I was struggling to find that balance. Which led to my next season, Mindset Series. I remember wanting to start off the season with caring about what people think, because at that time, I remember struggling with this a lot. I let people's opinions really bother me and affect me. And I remember when I was recording this, I felt much better letting it out. In that episode, I shared, why do we care what people think? Why do we get so wrapped up in other people's opinions? I went into detail about my past history and experiences. The next episode was having too many tabs open. This episode is something that I still sometimes struggle with. I talked about the feeling of losing focus, the illusion of successful multitasking, the things that keep us distracted, and more. Is anyone else still struggling with this? Please let me know. The next episode was on people-pleasing and the gentle art of saying no. I talk about my past experiences with people-pleasing and saying no and how I learned to say no to the things I don't want in my life. I got a little deeper into the series because the next episode was called Why We Self-Sabotage. In that episode, I talked about a fear that I have that causes me to self-sabotage, how it affects our relationships, careers, and even personally. The next episode was on the number games we play with ourselves. I talked about the numbers we tend to obsess and focus heavily over in our lives, whether that's our weight, size, followers, and likes on social, running times and distance, our age, money, etc. This was probably one of my favorite episodes because I felt like I really opened up and learned a lot about myself while sharing it. The next episode was on the truth behind toxic tendencies with Natty Michelle. We had a conversation about our mental state and how we perceive people and ourselves, bad habits that are toxic, and more. I ended the season with navigating change. I talked about the mindset and approach for navigating change through personal and professional aspects of our lives. To recap that season, which was by far the longest season, I have to say that that season was one of my favorites to date. There was just so much to cover with the mindset, and I know there's way more that I could have added in there. I realized how much I love learning about our mindset on certain topics, situations, and experiences. That's something I want to explore more of next year. More of how and why versus what. In the previous season, Winter Mom series, which was fitting really because it was released right around the beginning of the holiday season, I kicked off the season with cuffing season. There's obviously more to that episode, but that's the gist of what I discuss. It's a fun one to listen to. The next episode was on seasonal ruts and shifting our mindset on the things we can control and more. The next episode was on loneliness during the holidays, which was very relatable for me every single year. I talk about the mindset that many of us have this time of year, how loneliness during the holidays affects us mentally, and more. I ended the season with an episode on holiday stress, heartbreak, weight gain, finding happiness till the end. Yes, that's a mouthful because I just basically dumped all the episodes together into one, pretty much. But this was probably one of my favorite episodes to record too. To recap that season, there's a lot of holiday content I can discuss, but those were ones that I really wanted to focus on, especially this year. And that brings me up to speed with my current mental health series, which I'm in the middle of. I've picked up a pattern in all my podcast seasons so far, and I think a lot of it made sense to me because because that's how my year has pretty much flowed. There were lots of communication with my corn team, aka family, curiosity with what was going on in the world with different industries, transitioning from different life stages, and the curiosity there of wanting to understand people's life decisions, focusing a lot on mindset this year especially, and focusing on winter topics that many of us are struggling with or going through. I've been journaling quite a bit in my free time, just spewing out words here and there every time my, my mind wanders from my work to the thought of ringing in another New Year's. And there have been times where I've been at a loss for words, unable to describe my feelings or thoughts toward this year. I mean, so much has happened. Where could I even possibly begin? Instead of trying to piece every event and month and season of this year, I wanted to actually share four things I've learned this year, because as challenging, painful, and difficult this year has been, there's been a lot of good moments and memories that have come out of this year. A reminder that just because it starts rocky doesn't mean it has to end that way, too. If there is one thing this year has taught me, it's to slow down. When quarantine hit us hard, I had to hit the reset button. I didn't know how to slow down. I had been going non-stop and at a speed that even I had trouble balancing. I didn't know how to slow down. I mean, living in New York City especially, I lived life in the fast lane. But this year taught me how to slow down and enjoy what's around us, in front of us, who is around us, and who we truly value in our lives. I've cut down on friends that I didn't even realize I needed to. I definitely reduced my friend group. I unfollowed so many people on Instagram, the ones who weren't inspiring me, no longer felt relevant to what I want to pursue in life, and just wasn't making me feel great about myself. I started paying attention to the things I'd even know existed. I started focusing on relevancy rather than what's trendy. I cut away the extra noise and baggage that I knew weren't good for me. I needed to take care of myself first. I had always told myself I was in the past, but honestly, I wasn't. I wasn't being honest with myself. And this year gave me all the more reason to. This year has also taught me to continue to stay educated. A lot happened this year, from the racial injustices to the election to so many more. I picked up on the people who did it to be trendy and follow the crowd and unfollow those people. I already see a lot of fakeness with my job, doing social media for my work. I see too many people buying followers, likes, and views and I just cannot stand the fakeness. This year pushed me to continue to educate myself on the important issues and to be more open-minded, to learn how to have those difficult conversations, the ones where I wanted to run away and avoid. I've learned to stand up for what I believe in and hold myself accountable to the things I didn't think I needed to, but as someone with a platform, I know that I am a part of it, whether I choose to believe it or not. This year has taught me to take out the trash. After hearing Stephen Furtick mention this in an Elevation Church sermon one Sunday, it really stuck with me. I didn't realize how much trash I was holding onto this year until it really showed its true colors. I realize that I tend to hold on to things. The things that don't really serve any purpose. The things that don't help me, but instead hurt me. The things that look like they're good for me, but in reality, they're the complete opposite. The things are also people. I really took out the trash this year by eliminating a lot of those people. I'm not fully there yet, but I know that I'm so much closer than I was at the beginning of this year. So much happened this year to the point where I was reminded constantly how short life is. We need to embrace the people who are in our lives, the ones who help us, support us, love us, and want the best for us. I was reminded to also stay compassionate and tell people we love them. At times, we forget how much value those words hold We tend to forget that many of us haven't heard those words and need the reminding, even though we speak to that person daily. And lastly, this year has taught me to be forgiving. My biggest pet peeve is rudeness. I cannot tolerate it. It bothers me to no end when someone is rude to me or rude in front of me or rude to someone else. I've bottled up a lot of anger towards people who have been rude to me. I knew this wasn't good for me, yet I did it anyway. Going off on the last lesson, I've learned to be more understanding of other people's situations. Instead of angrily attacking why someone was being rude to me, I would then flip the question and ask, why did this person act this way towards me? What is this person going through that I may not know about? Because majority of the time, they're also battling something we know nothing about. That doesn't excuse their attitude and behavior, but it does allow us to approach things with a gentler heart and mindset. We've lost a lot this year. Plans, trips, loved ones, strangers, coworkers, friends, families, pets businesses, money. I'm sure I could keep going. But the point is, we've all went through one of the hardest years some of us have experienced in a lifetime. But we went through it together. We persevered and learned through the trials and tribulations of 2020. I think we all have a lot to be grateful for because of it. It was the greatest lesson we've ever faced. And this doesn't mean things will magically get better when the clock strikes midnight. This doesn't mean that COVID-19 disappears and the tragedies stop. This means that the hardships we've gone through will prep us for the next course in our lives. It's built us to be stronger physically, mentally, and emotionally. I pray that we all don't feel the desire to run away from this year and close this chapter never reopen it again. I pray that we will always look back at 2020 and remember it as the year of growth, the year where we truly grew stronger in our faith, in ourselves, and each other. On the topic of growth, I want to continue staying curious and exploring more topics that I may have not gotten to this year. And as always, suggestions are always open. I'm more than happy to hear your input and feedback on what you liked or episodes that you feel like I could have expanded more on or covered. Please let me know. It's always so helpful to hear back from all of you. I hope you all have a healthy and safe New Year's Eve wherever you are planning to spend it this year. I'm someone who loves the glitz and the glam and loves ringing it back home in New York City. But this year, I've decided to stay in North Carolina and ring it with family, watching the Passion Conference. I'm thrilled to be spending it this way because I attended the Passion Conference in person many years ago, and it was life-changing. We'll be tuning in to speakers and powerful worship music as the clock strikes, and I really wouldn't have it any other way. So, that's that. Oh, and just a reminder that the next episode will pick up on the next mental health series. Happy New Year. See you in 2021. Man, I'm definitely going to have to get used to that. Thanks for tuning in.